بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على خير خلق الله أجمعين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديه وتحلى بصفاته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فقد قال تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر صدق الله العظيم وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس يتحسر أهل الجنة إلا على ساعة مرت بهم لم يذكروا الله تعالى فيها أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام Respected ulama kiram elders and beloved brothers in Islam in various different places in the Holy Quran, Allah Rabbul Izzah takes different oaths, different qasams on different makhluqat and creations of His. Allah Rabbul Izzah takes an oath on a large mountain that He has created in this world, Wattur, by the oath of Mount Tur. Allah takes an oath on the Kaaba of the heavens around which thousands and thousands of angels perform tawaf each day. Allah takes an oath on the noble city of Makkah, Mukarrama, La uqsimu bihaadha al-balad, wa antahillum bihaadha al-balad, wa tini wa zaytun, wa turi sinin, wa haadha al-balad al-ameen. Allah takes an oath on the creation of the sky, wa saqfi al-marfu' Allah takes an oath on the creation of the ocean, wa al-bahri al-masjur. And by and large, when we analyze these different makhluq and creations of Allah, upon which He has taken a qasam and oath, we will find that each and every one of these creations of Allah holds great significance, importance and value in the eyes of Allah. And therefore, when we look further into the Qur'an, we will find throughout the different chapters of the Qur'an, Allah Rabbul Izzah has taken an oath on time and those things which time is measured by. وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا By the sun and its glorious splendor. وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا By the moon as it pursues the course of the sun. وَاللَّيْلِ إِذَا يَغْشَا By the night as its darkness envelopes. وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا تَجَلَّا By the day as it manifests itself. Not only has Allah taken an oath on those things by which time is measured, but one entire chapter, one surah in the Qur'an, Allah has named after time. وَالْعَصْرِ By the qasam and oath of time itself. We can imagine respected elders and brothers how valuable, how significant, how great this makhluk and creation of Allah of time is. And this is such a bounty, blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that does not discriminate. Each and every person that Allah sends into this world, male, female, young, old, Wealthy or poor, regardless of background, regardless of social standing, each and every person has been given a fixed allocation of time. A fixed number of moments in the life of this world, what is the purpose? What is the goal, what is the objective for us to make these moments valuable? Allah Rabbul Izzah has given us the life of this world to make our lives in this world valuable. Unfortunately, we find respected brothers and elders, this is perhaps one of the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the most undervalued and unappreciated. To an extent, a person values the health that Allah has given him, 
He sees people who are sick and ailing around him. To an extent, we value the wealth and the possessions Allah has given us. And within our own lives, at times, Allah tests a person as far as his wealth is concerned. He understands and realizes the value of the wealth Allah has given him. But when it comes to the bounty and the blessing of time that Allah has blessed us with, one can understand by the conversations that take place. Ask that businessman and now we have reached. Or just a few weeks ago was year end. Where many people would have taken their annual leave. But as we drew closer to the month of December, that businessman had his holiday plan. The accommodation was booked, the flights were booked. And what does he say to his wife and his children? How I wish time would fly. These last few weeks now, and I wish it was the moment or the day of our departure and we could leave and go on holiday. Ask that young girl whose proposal has been accepted. The date has been fixed for her nikah, her marriage. She also is waiting anxiously. She also says to her friends and family, I wish time would fly. At times, respected brothers and elders, for things which are trivial and insignificant, the youngster is waiting for Saturday night some important football match. He also says, how I wish I had something to do to pass the time. But understand, respected elders and brothers, time may pass. But if we have not made these moments that Allah has given us valuable, then we will not pass time, we will fail time. Ibn al-Jawzi, rahimahullah, great scholar of Islam, he gives such advice to his son which is worthy of being written in gold. He says, Oh my son, understand and realize that Allah Rabbul Izzah has given you a fixed number of days in your life in this world. Each day comprises of 24 hours. And in each of those 24 hours, Allah has given you a fixed number of breaths that you will take. He says, Oh my son, every breath represents an empty box. Ensure that you fill this box with something that you wish to be awaiting you on the day of Qiyamah. Because it should not be that you, your eyes close, you leave this world and you come on the day of Qiyamah anticipating boxes full of treasure. But when you reach, it is nothing but empty boxes. Make the moments of your life valuable. Make the moments of your life count in the court of Allah. Allah Rabbul Izzah has given us our lives, respected brothers and elders. And now as we start the new academic year, it will be a new grade for our youngsters. Perhaps it will be a new position at work for many of us. There will be some new venture that we may be trying out. But this also represents an opportunity for us to make those minor adjustments. Whatever our schedules may have been over the past year, now we have an opportunity to start fresh. Those minor adjustments on the day of Qiyamah will, will be, a res, as a result of this, we will find major changes on the day of Qiyamah. The question arises, respected brothers and elders, what can we do to make our lives valuable? To make the moments that Allah has given us worthy of being presented before Him. Very simple ulama have explained that hadith which every hadith master began his compilation with. When Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam spoke about the importance of intention and niyyah. Innama al-a'malu bin niyyat. Ulama explained from the onset what is our intention. 
Allah has blessed us with many avenues and opportunities to further our deen in this country. But what is the intention behind, what is the catalyst, what is the spark with which I wake up every morning? Just as an example for us to understand what a difference intention will make. Ulama have given example, one person wakes up in the morning, he has a very lengthy day ahead of him, a lot of tasks and chores to do. He leaves home early, he skips breakfast, he's on the road, he's meeting customers, he's doing his invoicing, whatever else he has to do. Lunch time comes and goes, he's still busy, engrossed in his work. It reaches early afternoon, late afternoon. The time of Asar comes and goes. He only returns home well after sunset, he realizes I haven't had a morsel of food to eat for the day. But ask the fuqaha, ask the ulama kiram, they will say, this person has not kept a fast. He may have stayed hungry, he may have stayed thirsty for the entire day. But he will not be rewarded for a fast in the court of Allah. On the other hand, the neighbor, he also woke up early in the morning. He also had a long and busy day ahead of him. He was also planning to skip breakfast and lunch. But all he did was make an intention in his mind and heart. That I will abstain from food and drink for the rest of the day. He was also busy, he also missed his meals, he comes home after sunset. But that entire day has been counted as ibadat in the court of Allah for him. The only difference was niyat intention. What is the niyat and intention that we have respected brothers and elders? When it comes to our business, when it comes to earning a livelihood, when it comes to the education of our children, that first and foremost, I am the slave of Allah in this world. My intention should be to strengthen my relationship with Allah Rabbul Izzah. That my children, children's relationship with Allah can be strengthened. That I can take those baby steps to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it be through my shop, through my business, through my job. But these avenues Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, what is the intention that we have? Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam explains even further by means of a beautiful example again for us to understand the value of intention. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gives the example to sahaba and something that they could relate to. He says you have three individuals, each one of them purchases a horse from the marketplace. In those days a horse was regarded as a very fine conveyance, a very fine animal to own. The first person, his intention is that this horse will be used to assist the enemies of Islam. I will use this against Islam and against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For this person, that horse, that conveyance will become a means of his entry into Jahannam. The second person, he also has a horse. His intention is neither good nor bad. He intends keeping it for his personal use. He doesn't really intend to use it to harm Islam or benefit Islam in any way. He has that horse, he uses it, his family use, use it. For him this will neither be no, no loss, no gain. And the third person, he purchases that conveyance. His intention, this will be used for the betterment of deen. I will use it to assist Islam and the Muslimin. If there is a need for my horse to be taken in the path of Allah, I will allow for this to happen. For him, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, that conveyance, that animal will become his ticket 
which will grant him entry into the highest stages of Jannah. The commentators of Hadith explain, these three individuals paid the same price, the same amount of feed and fodder, the same amount of effort and work that went into looking after those animals, the same number of hours that was spent on grooming and the upkeep of that animal. But again, the difference was the intention. For one, it became his ticket into Jahannam. For the other, it became his ticket and his guarantee of entry into Jannah. The new academic year, respected brothers and elders, Allah has given us an opportunity. To introspect and to make these intentions, ulama ask the question, how many of us seated here have made the niyat of our life as yet? Why has Allah sent me into this world? Over the last few weeks, many would have gone on holiday. We would have been traveling. And that journey allows us to think of the ultimate journey in the life of a believer. When a person left his home, he had a destination in mind. He knew where he was traveling to. Arrangements were made for when he reaches there. His accommodation was already arranged. Very few people will set off on a journey not knowing the final destination. But he estimates the time it will take him. He knows the amount it will cost him to travel. He knows exactly what is awaiting him on the other end. But understand, respected brothers and elders, wherever we may have traveled to, wherever we may travel to, the ultimate destination in the life of a believer is the Akhirat. We are all traveling on this journey to Akhirat. And Allah Rabbul Izzah has given us, as we mentioned, the moments in the life of this world to make or to break our Akhirat. Example, ulama give a person went on a lovely holiday. The accommodation was five star, the meals were delicious. The children enjoyed themselves, he had a well-earned break. To this extent, that holiday was so perfect, that even the impossible happened, his wife praised him also. That what a lovely holiday you took us on. And that holiday comes to an end, his end route back home. And as he is driving, he is replaying the reel. That we did this and we did that and we went here. And he can see the smile on the face of his children. And he becomes negligent for just a short moment of time. He doesn't realize the speed limit has dropped. And all of a sudden he sees that dreaded police officer pulling out in front of him. Signaling him to pull over on the side of the road. And then he is made to present his driving license. The driving license is expired. His license disc is, is also expired. Perhaps the car is overloaded. And the officer says to him, I'm afraid there is nothing else but to lock you up for the weekend. It's a Friday, it's a Saturday, you will get bail perhaps on Monday. And this person is taken and he is thrown into the waiting cell. His wife is outside crying, his children are crying. That one moment of neg negligence, one regret that he will have, as he is seated in that prison cell, that one regret he will have, the entire holiday was enjoyable. But just that one moment where I became negligent, I exceeded the speed limit. And this is enough to make him forget that entire 10 or 20 days of holiday. As though he never tasted any enjoyment. 
Now it's only worry, it's only concern, it's only grief. What is going to happen to me? Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, the hadith I mentioned in the beginning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us already the description of Jannah in this world. Fiha anharum mimma in ghayri asin. In detail Allah Rabbul Izzah speaks about the rivers of Jannah. The fresh and pure water to drink. The rivers of honey and wine. The beautiful fruit, now it is fruit season. Ask that person who buys a box of mangoes. And just from one salah to the next, that box is in, in the boot of his car. And he comes back the entire car, he can smell the aroma of that fruit. Allah has described the fruit of Jannah, each bite more sweet than the next, or than the previous one. In this world, when a person is given a bounty or blessing, ulama say there are two fears a person has. One is this bounty must not come to an end. I have it now, but it may be short-lived. And the second concern is that my life must not come to an end, I won't get to enjoy it. A person worked his entire life. Finally, he has the means. He upgrades his home, he upgrades his vehicle. But the concern is there, how, long, how much longer will I live to enjoy this? When the people of Jannah will enter Jannah, Allah will grant them two guarantees. Udkhuluha bi salamin aminin. Allah will say, now enter with salam. Salam means you have guarantee that your life will not come to an end. لا يذوقون فيها الموت إلا الموتة الأولى. Death will also be finished off and killed. Your life in the akhirat will be forever and ever. And the second guarantee Allah will give to them, Aminin, these bounties and blessings of Jannah also will not come to an end. وَنَزَعْنَا مَا فِي صُدُورِهِمْ مِنْ to this extent Allah describes the enjoyment and pleasure of Jannah. In this world a person has a friend. Or some family member, they are extremely close to one another. He shares his secrets with this person. Not a day goes by without them speaking over the phone. They are always visiting one another at home. But sometimes there is one quality, one attribute that you just cannot take in the next person. It may be some facial expression of his. It may be something that he says. It may be something that he does. But there is something that just you do not click with. Allah says, that also we will remove from the heart of the people of Jannah. So that there will be no ill feelings, no enmity, no dislike, no hatred, no jealousy. And yet still Nabi alayhi salatu says, in the hadith Qudsi, Allah Rabbul Izzah said, I have prepared for my righteous slaves such a garden which no eye has seen, no ear has thought of, which has not even crossed the mind of any human being. The question is asked, such a detailed description that we find in the Quran and Hadith, the rivers of Jannah, the fruit of Jannah, the woman of Jannah, the relationships in Jannah. Why is Allah saying something that never crossed the mind of a person before? As we read these ahadith and these ayat, does a picture not form in the mind? The answer that muhaddithin give Allahu Akbar, that no matter how far your imagination may run, no matter to what extent you imagine the bounties of Jannah, it is still beyond your imagination. Such a Jannah Allah has prepared for us. But the hadith I mentioned in the beginning, Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, the Jannati will come on the day of Qiyamah in front of Allah. 
His book of deeds will be weighed, he will be given guarantee of his entry into Jannah. He will already know what awaits him. In our words, he will be able to smell and taste the bounties of Jannah before getting there. But Nabi alayhi salatu says, before entry, he will still have one regret. That feeling of remorse and regret will still be there. What will it be? لَيْسَ يَتَحَسَّرُ أَهْرُ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا عَلَى سَاعَةٍ مَرَّتْ بِهِمْ لَمْ يَذْكُرُ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى فِيهَا Nabi alayhi salatu says, more or less, that the people of Jannah before entry, on the day of Qiyamah, despite having guarantee, but that regret will be there over those moments in the life of this world that they did not make valuable. We can imagine, my respected brothers and elders, how great a bounty that Allah has given us, the time that we have in this world. There is no guarantee, and we see it, we hear it, we read it on our cell phones every day. A father is burying his son, the grandfather is burying the grandson. There is no guarantee. Allah has presented us with another opportunity. As long as we are living, as long as we are breathing, as long as we are seated, seated here, the opportunity is still there. This is the new academic year. In two months and a few weeks will be the month of Ramadan. Once again, the masajid will be full. Once again, the environment will be there. Why do we need to wait for the month of Ramadan? Nobody prepares for his journey just the day before he leaves. Preparation starts well in advance. As we mentioned, the accommodation is booked in advance. The airfare is paid for. The person plans his detailed itinerary even before he leaves. The month of Ramadan will come very soon, respected brothers and elders. If we have not already started our preparation, now is the time. The new academic year presents this opportunity for us. Make those minor adjustments in our schedule. If it has to be that I have to close my shop to make it for Sarah, so be it. Allah is the giver of provisions and rosy. If I have to make those difficult decisions for my children, the avenues that I put them into, where do I send them, where don't I send them? But my eye is on the goal of Akhirat. I have understood, understand respected brothers and elders, we'll end on this. Intelligence is not measured by the bank balance that a person may have. Intelligence is not measured by the material properties a person has accumulated. Intelligence is not measured by the number of letters on either side of our names. The entire world may measure intelligence in these ways. But Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam says, intelligence is measured how? How do you gauge the intelligence of a man? Nobody wants to be called foolish. Nobody wants to be called illiterate. Nobody wants to be called stupid or dumb. How is intelligence measured and gauged? By the extent to which a person prepares for the next life. Al-kayyusu mandana nafsahu wa amila lima ba'd al-mawt. During the course of our lives, during our business days, and our working, and our earning, and our education of our children, and all these mundane tasks that we are forced to do. But a person is preparing step by step, slowly but surely he's preparing for the akhirat. That person, in the words of the hadith, is, is an intelligent person. We do not believe in New Year resolutions. We do not believe that this is our New Year. But if we are forced to make a deal with ourselves, then at least let it be this, that for the year ahead, let me become intelligent. Let me become truly intelligent in the words of Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam. And let me begin preparing for the akhirat. Allah give us tawfiq and understanding. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.